and our blood being one. And each and every one of you is a child of the same King. And I am so excited to worship with you today. Let's sing this together. His grace is so, so good.
swing wide, swing wide, swing Let the praise go up as the walls come down. A creation, everything with birth with peace. All His children, the hands go out to praise the God. His name is Jesus. Come on, sing Jesus. to learn who you are and what you have in store for us. And Lord, for those who have felt you, Lord, we cry right now, we need you here again because we are not enough without you. We have come together today as your children to seek nothing other than your face, Lord. We can't start over, we can't fix yesterday, and we don't know what tomorrow brings, but God, would you meet us right here right now. Again, Father God, may your presence invade this space, invade our hearts, leave us changed. Lord, we seek your face today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. All I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? It's true.
praise you for meeting us here today. Lord, we know that where your spirit is, there is joy. And we find joy in the overwhelming, rushing waters of your presence, God. May the waters of your joy flood this space, crash us like a mighty wave, Father God. We want to find joy in you today. those hands. I step into your river deep as I feel you move through me and it's you. You make wrong things right. Your spirit opens my eyes and my heart comes alive. It's your love bringing me to life. Joy in your waters, let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made old, I'm being made new. There's joy in your waters, let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made old, I'm being Now, 
Good morning. Who is excited this morning? Come on, somebody. This is amazing. We have dreamt of this moment for the last year. <laughs> and only God knew that it would be your faces that we'd be looking at. So welcome to church, everyone. Inside with air conditioning. Amazing. Amazing. Right? Yeah. So good. Well, I am Pastor Chelsea. This is Mama Jen, right? She's, she is our amazing, incredible, one of our amazing, incredible youth leaders. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah. we're going to hear more about youth here in a minute, right? Yeah. Okay. We have a lot. So before we get there, I'm going to do commercial break. I wish I had like commercial music, like, you know, anyways. Um, so commercial break. So if you are not yet on the Church Center app, download that onto your phone and you will be able to see all of the groups, all of the calendar, all of the activities, all of the fun things. You can tithe from there. You can register for events there. You can do a bunch of fun stuff. So definitely um, get connected on that and then you'll be able to stay informed of all of the fun things, amazing things that are going on. Um, and if it is your first time here, I'm going to can you, can you raise your hand if it's your first time? Yes, don't be shy. If it's your yes. first time inside the building. If, yes. it, if it's your first time inside Living Stones Church, raise your hand. Wow. Woo! Look at God. That's He's awesome. so fun. God is so oh good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, if it is your first time, we do have, um, if it's your first time at Living Stones Church as a whole, we have a gift for you um, right behind. As you came in, you saw that big yellow sign. So you guys can go there, and um, we would love to give you guys a gift and all of that fun stuff. And um, happy Father's Day. Yes, happy Father's Day, dads. You guys almost let me. I didn't forget. <laughs> There's like so many fun things going on. But happy Father's Day, you guys. If you are a dad and you are able, can you please stand or raise your hand for us? Stand if, if you're able and stand, raise your hand. Stand, stand, stand. 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, so stay jobs. standing because I do want to just talk to you guys for just a moment. No tears. <laughs> to each of you, every single dad that's standing in this room, that's present in this room, you have such an amazing, important role. Absolutely. There is father power that this country desperately needs. And I just want to look every single one of you in the eyes and tell you, Thank you for not making church optional for your family. Yep. Yep. Thank you for making it a priority. Thank you. The Lord sees you. He honors you. We love you and we respect you so, so deeply. And if no one else tells you that today, I want you to hear it straight from my mouth. We love you, every single one of you, so, so dearly. God bless you and enjoy your root beer. <laughs> yes. And there's so more good. snacks in the back. Yes. Tons of dad snacks. Yes. Like beef jerky. <laughs> but dads like it, so that's awesome. So, so good. So good. Okay, so Vacation Bible School, VBS, <laughs> is coming, and it's coming quick, guys. So every single person in this room, after you get the Church Center app, you can find on there where you can sign up to volunteer and serve our community. It's not just for the kids in our church. That would be very, like small-minded, and we're kingdom-minded here at this church, and so we are here to serve our community, and so that's going to be in a couple of weeks, so register to serve and say, I am a willing vessel, put me to work, whatever is needed, and we will definitely do that, or we're going to have to um, fall and tell you, yeah. yes. As Kate says, yes. fall and tell. Exactly. So that's July 19th, the week of July 19th, so clear your calendar, make a way, get here, get your kids here, it's going to be awesome, you can serve the Lord together, it's going to be amazing. Okay, Jen. Yes. Can you just give us a little bit of, oh, what's <laughs> happening? Thursday's Fight Club. Yes. Fight Club. Men. Fight Club. Men. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Adam, and, in the back. And all of the other events um, are in the church calendar as well as the church app. And, um, yeah, take it away. Okay. Take it away. So, if you guys don't know, we just had an amazing week at camp, right? <laughs> In fact, I want all the kids that went to camp and leaders up here up front because I think it's so important. Come right here. Right here, right here, right, right here. Because I don't know if we'll all fit. Right up here. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. I know we're missing some. But guys, we had 27 kids go to camp last week. So amazing. God is so good. But I don't bring them up here just so we can show them off because they are beautiful and amazing children. But because we want to thank you as a church. Um, you guys have been so faithful, not only in your tithes, but your giving and your time. We can't go to camp with 27 kids plus six leaders without our church without our church. And I'm reminded of um, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. I'm going to try not to cry. This is an emotional week. There's a lot, guys. Um, but it says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. This 27 is the smaller crop because these kids this week reach over 300 kids in their worship 
in their prayer and their faithfulness to these kids that were at this camp. We were surrounded by kids that were in foster care, don't have parents, rough you know, communities and family homes. And <laughs> these kids made an impact because you guys made an impact first and were faithful. And I'm, we're beyond thankful because we didn't show up knowing that that was going to happen. And it was a blessing beyond. So you guys might have dropped a small seed here, but these kids just like threw it out at 300 kids in their neighborhoods. So as a youth team, we thank you for your guys' um, giving generously and doing it so well. We at Living Stones, you guys are amazing beyond words. So um, I want to encourage you guys to just keep pressing in. We've got a lot of amazing things going on, um, outreaches and stuff. But if you want to give online, you can do so at thelivingstones.tv via links, the Bible app, or the Church Center app. And I think we have buckets today, right? We have wow, buckets. We have do you guys ushers? remember these things that like would pass in the aisles? We're going to oh. do a throwback and then keep it. Are you guys ready? So as we pray, we're going to invite the ushers forward. Do you guys remember this verbiage? This is yes. so weird, huh? I know. This is so like awesome. 2000 or 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Go ahead and pray. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you that you... Um, continuously show up, Lord, in big ways. We thank you that you have blessed living stones in our community and our youth with just having a heart to give. And I pray that we move forward in the next few months and years as we continue to kingdom build. Yes, Samuel, we love you. Thank you for giving, Lord. We pray abundant more. And we pray that just the small seeds that we have planted, Lord, bloom into many, many crops, Lord. Thank you. In your heavenly name, amen. I love that Tiago serves with his son, right? Like the Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. And those on the leadership team know that that's how I always say it, right? Yep. Um, but it's just so, so good. Okay, while the youth are up here, can you guys do your champion? Um, well, we have three different teams. Oh, my gosh. And I don't want to brag, but Pastor Abel's team came in last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but do we have our video? Yes. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. Taylor and Madison's junior high team got first. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so so th just so you guys know, when we went to camp, they separate all our teams by cabins into different um, teams. And so we had our junior high girls led by Madison and Taylor with another camp. We had Pastor Abel and Crawford with the junior, or junior high and high school boys um, who actually rocked it. They probably should have come up a little higher, but, you know. We love Jesus. And then we have the high school girls that came in fifth place with Des and I. She's not here this morning. But, you guys, it was so amazing. I just want to share it really quickly. Yeah. I know. I'm going to be really quick. I promise. You're good. Um, let's see. Yes. Yes. Hold on. Um, I'm like, hold on. Give me a second. So, yeah, we had 27 campers. We had 21 girls go, guys. Like, 21 girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pray for us. And um, <laughs> we were there for five days. These kids went and got themselves. We went to bed like, what, 1.30 almost like every night. They were up at 5.30 to go for a morning hike at 6 a.m. Like, you guys, so crazy. And God was so faithful in that that they got up and he came and he showed up. Like, he showed up. I'm going to have actually Kai and I think Megan and Haley share really quickly their experience if you guys want to make your way up here. But, um 
Holy Spirit, we had eight baptisms, guys. Eight. Like, so good. So good. We didn't plan them. Come on up. <clears throat> we didn't plan them. It's just something that God did. Um, and we even had um, a prayer room. One of our kids went back. So prayer team, get ready because Kayla is on fire. She went home. She was faithful to what God gave her and she received and she created a prayer room. And it is just so awesome what God is doing. But um, Kai, you want to come up first? Kai, um, he's actually one of our newest youth um, members, but God, he was actually one of our most best, I don't know if that's the word, most best leader, (laughs) most influential leader at camp. He led kids in prayer. He prayed over kids. He led 300 kids in prayer. Yeah. Awesome. You guys, when we got there on Monday, worship was, like, real dry. Like, it was, like, kids standing there, like. And then our kids are not used to that, right? Our culture is much different. We love to worship here at Living Stones. And they're looking at me, and I'm looking at them, and all the leaders are like, go. And, like, they run, and they rush the stage, and they literally set the atmosphere. And we'll show some videos, but, like, it goes from no worship to hundreds of kids trying to rush the stage and be our team to the front. So, so good. So, so good. Megan? Okay, let me just start off with saying I have not had this much exercise in, like, two years. <laughs> like, it was insane. We did a lot of fun things. We did, like, we got up, like, the high schoolers made a group chat, and we got up at 5 a.m. So, plus Caden. Um, and we got up and we worshiped and we prayed and then the next day we did it with the leaders and with the middle schoolers and we did paintball, we did soccer, we did everything. And, but at the end of the day, we knew why we were there. You know, we had this fun stuff but at the end of the day, we came back to God and we worshiped him and we prayed and we had, it was very emotional. You know, I've cried so much this last week and it's insane and I got so tired, but it was, it was amazing. You know, I feel like I've never been close with everyone here, like I can't even explain it, you know. I may not have family here in church today, but I have these people who are my family here today. So I just want to, like, thank everyone who came and, like, new people I didn't know exactly before. I know now, and we're all very close, and I hope that we can keep this going and it won't sizzle out. And I think that it will because we're all super close now. I mean, we were before, but, like, after camp, it's – I recommend any kids who want to go, if we go next time, to go because it was a life-changing experience for, I'm pretty sure, every single person here. So I felt God's hand on my shoulder when I needed it most, and I'm pretty sure everyone else did here. So that's all I got. (laughs) 
<sighs> so good. All right, Haley, yeah, she's nervous. Just okay. So, um, like how Jen said that a lot of the people there didn't come from great backgrounds. Um, the first night we were there, I felt God telling me that we were there for a reason. And um, on the second night, I was praying during worship, and God told us we were there to set an example on how we could worship and how we should show ourselves to worship. And that's it. So good. Perfect, you guys. So good. So we have a short video, guys, to just show you our appreciation and to show you what these kids did. It's a short, short video, so it's like very little. But thank you, guys. We love you. Have a great week. Let's yes. see the video. You called out into darkness. You reached out to save us. So good. So, so good. All right. So last thing before we turn it over to Pastor, and thank you for being patient. You're so amazing. Um, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I just a side note, um, youth, you guys, you know, when you were worshiping up here in the front, you have permission to do that every week. Amen. I'm just saying. Uh, amazing. And all of the worship team is like, yes, we loved it. So I'm just, you know. And just to share with you guys, I don't even think Kate and Josh and Dakota know this, but the second song you guys sang today was the anthem for youth. Oh, come yeah. on. That's so awesome. Cool. So, so good. Okay, who here has been the dad, a dad, the longest? Who has the oldest kid? 40, 40. 40 years old. 40. Who's been a dad for 40 years? Stand up. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Who's been a dad for 40 years? Who's been a dad for 50 years? 50, okay, 45. 45. 40, oh, winner. You win a prize. Woo! <laughs> Mr. McNeese, thank you. <laughs> I love it. Is that how old you are, Matt? No. Oh. <laughs> Just had to call you out, you know. Okay, who here has been the dad for the shortest amount of time? Who's the newest dad? 
one year and under. Oh. Yay, Yay. That's awesome. Come on down. Awesome. Well, happy Father's Day. And with that, the spiritual father of our house. Yay. Aw. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Are you excited? So excited. I I'm can't excited. even, like, think, think about, about it too much. Ooh, look at this. Oh, I get options. to choose between beer or water today. Wow. I'm good. No, Root, you're good. beer or water. So amazing. So amazing. I just wanted to be up here for just a minute longer. Yeah. I know you guys don't get to see a lot of the things that happen <laughs> behind the scenes, mm. but he carries so much for this house. And he is the spiritual father. I know we have our heavenly father, right? But he is the father of this house. And so we honor you today. We love you so much. Thank you for all of the love that you give, the encouragement. You, like you're everyone's number one fan, right? <laughs> like mm. you just cheer everybody on. Anyone who's talked to him for like, Longer than two seconds experiences that, right? Mm. And so we just thank you for that. Thank you for being a good example of a good dad. Thank you for being such a good dad to our boys. Mm. And we love you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love all of you. Man, tell the person next to you, you are good looking. On the inside, on the inside. Spiritually. No. <laughs> Oh, welcome to church, Living Stones Church. Man, it's so good to see people slobbering on each other and doing all kinds of stuff without masks. It's amazing. So anyways, I'm excited to be inside today. I'm going to put this on the ground so I don't break it. <clears throat> but I'm excited. Are you excited today? Oh, my gosh. How about the people online? Does, how do you like watching from the inside of a building now? Come on. You're like, it doesn't make a difference. We don't see the cars behind everything. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, Keith Corwin. Good morning, John Hassler. Everybody that's watching online, we love you. Linda Rubio, Sonny Hassler. So good. We love everybody. So you guys are awesome. Where are my paper Bible people at? Got some paper Bibles in the house? Oh, we got some good-looking ones today. I like that teal one back there. That one's good. Ooh, look at that. That's fancy. You got that from the stuff last week, huh? That's right. They got bling on their, on their Bible, blinging Bibles over there. Where are my electronic Bible people at? Got a few of those. Where's all the Apple people at? Where are all of my favorite people at? Everybody else. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, just playing, just playing. Chelsea, can you hand me that book? Yeah, I know, we didn't, we didn't plan that. I, I, I wanted to celebrate my friend. She, she's here. Can you, can you stand up, Annie? Th this beautiful lady, she, know, she doesn't want to be embarrassed, doesn't want So cheer her on. She beat me to the punch writing her first book, and I'm super pumped about this. So you guys get a hold of this book. If, if your kids are, are you know what, there's, the, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Did you know that? There's no junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to our kids as much as he speaks to us. And, and uh, if, you're, if they're seeing things in the Spirit, and sometimes it looks like a monster or something scary, this, this book will help you to understand what that is and how that works and how to dive into that. So definitely get a, get a hold of a copy of that. I think you can get it on Amazon, right? Yeah, come on. We love you, Annie Moram. Thanks for being amazing. All right. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Ooh, come on. <sighs> While you're turning there, I have to tell you, I have to tell you that uh, I I have ADD. Does any, any, do I have anybody that has ADD? Yeah, surprise, right? Most of you like coming to church because I have ADD. They're like, I have no idea what he's going to say, where he's going to go, and what's going to happen. ADD people like me because I have ADD because then they're like, I, I followed the whole time, and everybody else is like, what just happened? It's good to see you, ma'am. Love you, bro. 
So happy to be back in church. So good. I have, I'm the king of ADD, and I get distracted very, very easily. And my beautiful bride the other day, she asked me, because she's getting ready to do a wedding up in Washington, and uh, she asked me to print out the wedding paperwork. That was my only task for the day. Are you, come on, wives, just say amen. Just look, look, yep, one job. You know what I got done that day? I, I, I organized the garage. Come on, some, come on, man, give me a, a, a little hoot and a holler, right? I organized the garage. I, I, hung, I, hung, I hung stuff in my man cave, right? I, I put a flag up there and, and, and a license plate that I wanted in there. And I'm looking around the garage. I'm like, this looks good. The whole day, I'm, I'm just making my man cave my man cave. You know what I'm saying? Then we get to the end of the day, and Chelsea needed me to do one thing. One thing. She's getting ready to go into her meeting with this, this couple to, to, to write up their wedding. And I go, <gasps> I forgot to print that paperwork for you. Come on. Can anybody give me an amen? Like, oh, we love you, Pastor. You poor, poor soul, right? Come on. You know, I, I, I'm just the king of getting distracted. Does anybody get distracted? Don't point at your spouse. What in the goodness gracious? You know, Counseling is $90 an hour. We will be happy to, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If anybody ever needs counseling, we're here for you. We love you. But uh, oh, she, one thing, Justin, one thing. Couldn't do it. You know, today's message is titled, Before the Battle. Tell, tell the person next to you, Before the Battle. Before the Battle. We're going to be talking about some distractions. Before the Battle. And if you would like, you can follow along on the Bible app. Um, you can find us on there. It's pretty awesome. There's some cool stuff. Uh, follow, follow along on the Bible app and and do that. Um, I'm so pumped. But how many of you know you have a battle ahead of you? And the rest of you that don't know, you have a battle ahead of you. Tell your neighbor next to you, you have a battle ahead of you. You have a battle ahead of you. You have a battle ahead of you. It's the truth. You know, one of my favorite characters in the Bible is David. Does anybody like David? Is that anybody else's favorite character? Give me a shout. Come on, David is one cool character in the Bible. I love that guy. And whose favorite story about David is David and Goliath? Anybody like that one? How many people's brains just shut off because we're going to talk about David and Goliath? They're just like, I've heard this story. So the same thing happens every time when they tell this story of David and Goliath. Well, we're going to talk about what happens before the battle. Are you with me? We're going we're gonna to dive into some of the scriptures that usually we've spent two minutes reading past and don't even pay attention to because we want to get to the part where he falls down and gets his head cut off, right? Isn't that anybody else's favorite part? I, that that, that ju it just pumps me up. Like, I'm waiting for that part. Like, just, 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 hurry up. I want to get to the part where he's going to get his head cut off. Well, that's the best part, right? Come on. I just love that part. So we're going to talk about David and Goliath, and we're going to get in here on 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 12. Shout if you're there. Do you guys know what shouting is? That's wooing. We're going to work on this. It's, it, we haven't had a lot of practice, but we're going to get there. All right, verse 12, it says, Now David was the son of a man named Jesse, the Aphrodite. I was working on that word all week long, Aphrodite, from Bethlehem and the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons. Come on. You, know, you had the oldest son, right? I feel for you. And, and, or do you. Is it oldest son or oldest daughter? Daughter? She's so much wiser than Matt, huh? So true. We'll, we'll pray for Matt. It's okay. We love Matt. Matt's one of my favorite people. He's my hockey buddy, so it's all good stuff. But he had eight sons. Somebody go, oh, eight sons. 
Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shemaiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. Verse 14, David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. Verse 15, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. Verse 16, for 40 days, every morning and every evening, the Philistine champions strutted in front of the Israelite army. How many of us have some routines? Has anybody got routines? Is anybody going to work tomorrow? Got a few people going to work tomorrow? We don't have school tomorrow, right, kids? We're, we're good with that. Who's in summer school? Don't admit, don't admit that. It's cool. Matt's in summer school. Lord, we're going to pray for it. Matt and Kate are in summer school. Kate would be one of my, she, you should have been a Marine, Kate. You know, voluntolding people all over the place. It's awesome. You would have been a great Marine, no question about it. But we all have routines, right? We go to work. We go do our, we do our chores. We take care of our stuff. We take care of our family. Come on, we take care of our business, right? Has anybody got business to take care of? Right, we take care of our business. And you know what? When we're reading these scriptures right here, what I see is a whole bunch of ordinary things. What I see is David, he's just taking care of dad. Dad's an old man. He can't take care of the sheep. He can't take care of his stuff. He's like, you know what? I'll, I'll be the one. I'll go back and forth taking care of things. But you know what? There's something extraordinary about the ordinary. Oh, are you listening today? Is anybody listening today? Here's the first point if you're, if you're a note taker. Where are my note takers at? There they are. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's barking. So we got wooing and we got barking. We, we will get to shouting soon. I will be extraordinary at ordinary things. That's the first point this morning. I will be extraordinary at ordinary things. Now, when I was reading this scripture and I was thinking about, thinking about David, and, and we're going to go into verse 17 here, and I want you to think about, some of you, remember that David is somewhere between 10 and 15 years old. How many, how many of you have got teenagers? I know we just saw a bunch of them up here. Come on, now think about this for a minute when we st start talking about David. Are you ready? Verse 17, one day Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers. Have you ever asked your teenager to do something quickly? Hello, somebody. Come on, how about like just get dressed and brush your teeth? Hello, somebody. Come on, right? Verse 18, and give these ten cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. Verse 19, David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early. First of all, right there, how many of your kids make sure they got everything taken care of before they take, out, take off out of the house? He made sure someone else was taking care of his sheep. Did the this is like the most responsible 15-year-old I've ever seen in my life. And, and Jesse's really trusting him a lot. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts, as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Come on, somebody give me a shout this morning. There we go. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh, mm, ooh. It's feeling the Holy Spirit in that one. Come on, somebody, watch out. How many of you are like me, and you're reading this, and you're going, you know, I'd really like to get to the exciting part of David and Goliath. Is anybody like, you know, you, you get, some of you, this, this movie came out a long time ago for these kids, these won't, they won't know what this is, but has anybody heard of the Lord of the Rings? We got some Lord of the Rings fans? How many people were like just bored out of their mind as these guys are traveling across the prairie for like an hour and a half? 
we're going to go to that place right there, bite some orc, you know? Like, this is, uh, uh, are you with me? Like, reading this part of the Bible is like, like that for me. I'm going like, can we just get to the part where David cuts off his head? Like, come on, somebody. Like, okay, so, so he, you know, he's, he's, he's doing his thing with his dad, and he's doing his chores, and, and he's told he has to go take lunch to his brothers, and, and, and that, yeah, he made sure someone took care of the sheep, right? Like, for me, I'm like, you know? But you got to remember, this is an ordinary day for David. He had no idea. Come on, how many of us have no idea what God wants to do in your ordinary day. Come on, somebody. You might just be going, oh, my alarm's going off. It's 5.30. I got to go to work today. Oh, right? Anybody with me? Come on. It's just like, oh, but what if God wanted to, you to slay your Goliath today? Come on, there's something in the order. There's something before the battle. Are you with me? How are we handling the before the battle moments? Come on, when does he kill Goliath? Are we going to get there or what? Extraordinary things happen in this passage because what if, come on, can we go what if for a moment? What if David was just like your 15-year-old? Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, Jesse goes, hey, I want you to take lunch to your brothers. Now, I can tell you. What some kids might say, not our youth, because they just got back from camp. They're on fire and ready to do whatever their parents tell them to do. Wow. That's response right there. No, what I imagine that a normal teenager, they'd be like, oh, why do I have to do that? What? That's not my response. They should get their own lunch. They didn't get me lunch. Every time I go to see them, they're mean to me. Come on. Hello, somebody. What if this 15-year-old boy didn't honor his father in that moment? Oh, man. Would he have missed out on the greatest victory of his entire life? Are you with me? Come on. And how many of us are right there in those moments where we're just going, oh, i got to go to work. Oh, i got to pay the bills. Oh. But what if God has something in the middle of your ordinary that's extraordinary? Are you with me today? Is anybody with me today? Are you guys fired up? Woo. Let's continue in this story right here. Oh, let's go to verse 24. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, talking about Goliath. Goliath comes out and taunts him every day for 40 days. He comes out again. David just happens to be there. He's giving lunch to his, his brothers, getting the, the, the cheese to the captain. I don't know why the, we have a cheesy captain or whatever happens there. But as soon as the Israelite army saw Goliath, they began to run away in fright. Verse 25. Have you seen the giant, the men asked? He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man, come on, a little drum roll, here it comes. He will give that man for one time only one of his daughters for a wife. And not the ugly one. Come on, somebody, right? We're going to give the pretty one. Okay, anyway. One time. And, come on, this is the good one. And he'll be exempt from taxes. Oh, oh, oh. I'd be either giant, giant slaying, like, come on, come on, Prez. Let, let me know what I need to do. I don't have to pay taxes. You know, come on. Ooh, that'd be exciting. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine? And ending his defiance of Israel? 
who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Verse 27, and these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. Here's point number two. I will find God's opportunity in the ordinary things. Come on, somebody. He was just going about his business. He's just, he's just taking lunch to his brothers. He's just going about the mundane. It said he kept going back and forth. He'd go to the battlefield, take care of his brothers, then go back to take care of dad and the sheep. Are you with me? Just doing his, he's in the routine, he's in the rut. Are you with me? Just going through the motions, doing the same old thing. Come on. But there's something, there's an opportunity in those ordinary things. How many times do we miss the greatest victories of our life because of how we are not faithful in the ordinary? Come on, it's time to stop complaining about ordinary things. God has so many more bigger things for you. But we spend so much time, me included, come on you guys, we spend so much time complaining about regular things. Oh, why me? Why do I have to do this? Can't somebody else do this? So much work. Come on, somebody. But there's something that breaks through when you steward those ordinary things well. Are you with me? Come on, mom. Listen, you're, you're an amazing mom. How you take care of those kids and how you, it's not, it's extraordinary. Come on, dad. It, it, it's extraordinary what you do to provide for your family. It's extraordinary. Are you with me? God wants to do something right in the middle of your ordinary life. Are you with me today? Come on. Where's my excited people at? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll ramp it back up. We'll ramp it back up. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't ask you to shout for a while. It kind of just like, boom, just settled in there. It's okay. Do we not know that God is in ordinary things too? You know, a lot of us are waiting for that Goliath moment in our life. Going, you know, God's called me to something bigger. Are you with me? God's called me to something. When am I going to get to do something more important? Come on, somebody. I mean, you have to understand where David's at in this moment. He's already been told. He's already been told that he's going to be anointed king one day, right? He's already been told that he's going to be the man, right? And he's sitting there going back and forth, back and forth, just going through the rut. Get, get lunch, to, lunch to the brothers, take care of the sheep. Lunch to the brothers, take care of the sheep. Lunch to the brothers, take care of the sheep. Get back and forth. When am I going to be king, huh? When is this supposed to happen? Has God given you a word that hasn't happened yet? How are we stewarding the back and forth? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Can we, can we change some of our attitudes this morning? Come on, can we change some of our attitudes about the ordinary, knowing that God has something extraordinary for you? Are you with me? Is anybody getting some stuff out of this scripture today? Does anybody remember reading through this like in two minutes and not even realizing all this good stuff's in here? Come on. Who is this pagan Philistine anyway? Oh, God is in the ordinary. Do, do we not know that we may never get to the battle if we, that we were meant to fight if we don't get to the distractions of the mundane. Oh, we may never get to the battle because we're too busy complaining about all the little things we had to do. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. There's just greater things coming. Tell your neighbor there's greater things coming. How will we get through the irritation so that we can get to the place of liberation, huh? Does anybody want to get to that place? Come on. How are we going to get through the little things so we can experience the big things that God has for us? Whew, I don't know. Am I preaching at the right church today? Are we still excited this morning? 
Are the online people excited? We'll just see if they're excited. We got some amen, some hearts. That's nice. No fear. Let's hear it, church. Come on, Sal. That's so good. You guys are awesome. My, my mother-in-law thinks I'm awesome. That's good. So good. I'm glad she thinks I'm awesome. Anyway, uh, let's get back to this. Can we get to through the irritation so we can get to the liberation? Can we be faithful in the little and see God's much for our life? Luke 16.10. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. Come on, somebody. God is in the little things, too. Sometimes we're just waiting for the big things. We're just sitting, waiting for bigger things. Waiting, waiting for the mountaintops, waiting for the glory moments. But God's in the little things. He wants to see that you can just do the little things well. Are you with me? If you ever see somebody that's, that it's, you're just like, oh, I wish I was there. They still did the little things well. Come on. I'm, I'm watching my son. He, hey, my son made the hockey team. Come on, somebody. I was so excited. That was, that was Father's Day present for me right there. I was so pumped. I'm like, oh, dude, you are awesome. He, he, he scored four goals in, his, in the game that he had. That was the first time he'd ever scored four goals. I just got him a new stick. He thinks it's the new stick's fault, you know. Come on, somebody. But there's greater things. But it's found in the mundane. See, if, if he doesn't practice skating, he doesn't make a team. Practice some skating stuff. Nobody's praising him while he's practicing. No one's praising him when he's falling on his face. No one's praising him when he can't, when he can't stick handle. No one's going like, wow, you, you're just absolutely gifted and amazing. Yeah. Is anybody waiting for that sometimes? Like, can somebody just tell me I'm gifted and amazing? No? Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I was, that was, I was <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I knew that. That's, that's good. No, I'm just kidding. You guys are like, wow, most arrogant pastor I've ever met. God is in the little things. He, carries, he cares about how we carry ourselves. Come on, somebody. He cares about how we carry ourselves. Ephesians 4, verse 5 says, There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all. Somebody say, in all. In all and living through all. Our God is a God of great victories. Can we get a shout for that? Our God is a God of great victories, but our God is also a God in the little things. He's in the little things. How are we skating in the little things? Come on, worship team. Do you guys practice all week long that nobody sees and gives you praise for? Come on. Where, where, can I have my leaders, everybody that was here yesterday to help set up church for the first time, can, can you guys stand up for me? Let, can we give these guys a shout and a... We were here for like four and a half, five hours yesterday. Six hours. Thank you for clarifying, Sarah. Sarah's going to preach next. She knows how to exaggerate well. No, I'm just kidding. No, she. Six hours. We are out for six hours. Can I tell you something? It won't take that long every time. We, but we had a whole bunch of people who didn't know what they were doing. How, how many of you, that was the first time you'd ever set something up in this place? <laughs> yeah, pretty much everybody. Come on, right? So we're all like, what's pipe and drape? I, where is it kept? I don't know. How do you put it together? The, the wires go where? You know, like, like it was all these pieces that we just didn't know how everything got put together. And, and you, you guys have to go and see that. We're going to do a, 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 a walkthrough next weekend. So if you would like, come. Come early and come check it out. We'd like to walk you through, see all the kids' areas and see how everything looks. And we're, it's amazing. 
I was in tears yesterday just looking at our kids' church, going like, wow, you guys stewarded this well. So I just want to give a clap for everybody who worked so hard yesterday. Now, the, you want better news? You don't have to take it down today. Come on. That's, that's called summertime in a school. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So I'm fired up about that. So when you get up, you just give somebody a hug, have a root beer, have, have a donut, enjoy yourself. It's going to be amazing. But God is in all things, even the little things. Come on, you guys. We've got to steward the little things well to see what God has the big things for us. That big battle's coming, but not unless you get through this little thing first, doing the right thing when no one's watching. Are you with me? Come on. I'm so pumped about this. Are you ready? Tell your neighbor you're ready. Verse 28. But, mm, that's my, one of my favorite words in the Bible, but. Just say it. Go ahead and say but in church. It always feels better. But. When David's oldest brother, Eliab, here it comes, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. Oh, my dumb little brothers. Come on, do I have any older siblings in here? Do you just, oh, you ever get irritated about your, what your younger sibling says or does? That doesn't change, you guys. You'll just be 30, 40 years old, and you'll still be like, oh, come on, somebody. He was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. Come on. <laughs> and David replies, what have I done now? What have I done now, David replied. I was only asking a question. Verse 30, he walked over to some others and asked, them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. So we've got to think about this for a moment, because a lot of us will get stuck right here. Or one family member, one, one somebody, we have to understand David, the battle he's about to fight that he has no idea he's about to fight, he's fighting for Eliab. Eliab is a part of this army. He's one of his, his oldest brother, right? They, they're, they're sitting there being taunted by this enemy. And here he comes, just a little 15-year-old, doing his thing, right? He walks up, and he goes, wait, what kind of, what kind of, what do we get for killing this guy? How come nobody's killed this guy yet? Do you hear what you get for killing this guy? Like, it's, it's pretty awesome. You're all protected. Every, and, and you get the, the gorgeous daughter. I mean, it's going to be, nobody wants this? I mean, I don't understand. Eliab, you should probably, you know. Like, I can only imagine. And he's sitting there going like, ah, he's going to defy the living God. Do you understand the power that God has behind? This is, this is the army of God. What are we doing? Are we serious? We're going to just stand around. And, and Eliab goes, would you shut up? You sound so dumb. Just stop. You haven't been out there for 40 days like me watching this giant. And he, he's, he's probably like smashing like, like cars in front of them going like, Right? Are you with me? But here's the thing. For a lot of us, if we don't get to our Eliab moment, we'll never get to our Goliath moment. When our, when our family, when our people around us, the people that we love, the people we're fighting for, come on, I know, how, many, how many first generation Christians do we have in the room? Right? You're the first Christian in your family, right? There's, there's something you're fighting for right now. There's, some, there's something in your actions, how you respond when, when your family gets on your case again. 
Are you with me? How you respond can change everything. Because he could have gotten in a fight with his brother. Hey, why are you, why are you always on my case? I take care of you. Ooh, I almost got it. Spider-Man. See, that's why the glass one's over there. Totally saw that coming. I was going to get it. Why are you always on my case, Elias? What is your deal? You know what? Dad told me to give a report on what I found out. You know what I'm going to go tell him? You got attitude issues. I'm going to go tell Dad right now. He would have missed out on Goliath because he wanted to prove his big brother wrong. To get in his face and to show him, I got what it takes. You don't understand. Come on, somebody. We get so caught up in our Eliab moments that we miss what God really wants us to do. But can I show you something that was so cool in this part of the scripture? Right here. This is the best part. Are you ready? Verse 30. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing. He didn't give Eliab the time of day. Sometimes we're facing something in front of us that's keeping you from your destiny and what you're called to do. And you've spent so much time, so much energy fighting a fight that doesn't matter. Come on. And what I love about David is what he did in that moment. His ability to go, I'm done with that. I'm going to go ask somebody else a different question. You know, sometimes when you position yourself in the direction of Goliath, you can get out of the direction of Eliab. Some of us have been fighting this fight that's not even worth fighting anymore. Come on, is anybody exhausted fighting a fight that's not worth fighting? Are you with me? Something you can't control, something you can't do anything about. Eliab's got issues, that's fine, whatever. Hey, I love you, Eliab, but I, I, I just believe that God has something more. I'm going to go ask again. I'm going to go ask God again. God, do you have bigger plans for my family than just being the runt of the litter? Oh, do you have bigger plans for me than just being the one who has to go and do all these other little things? God, I'm doing those things well. 15 years old, Dad, whatever you need, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of the sheep. I'll do the grunt work. I'll do the hard stuff. Oh, yeah, my brothers get all the glory because they're the, they're the soldiers. Come on. They, they get looked up to by everybody else. I get looked down to by everybody else. Gosh, he could have had such irritation problems of, of feeling like, why am I inferior? They told me I was going to be king, not a liab. How come I don't get to go fight? If you go a few scriptures back, it, it, they even talk about David when, when they asked him to go and play the harp for Saul. And you know what they said about him? This, this man is built for battle. It's amazing that he's built for battle, but these guys are all just like, but you're just a little boy. The words that were spoken over him there. If you go further, a little bit further, and you, you read about what Saul says to him. And when, right after this portion of scripture, he goes into, his, into Saul and, and, and he says, hey, I, I'll kill this giant for you. You know what Saul says to him? But you're just a boy. You're just a boy. I mean, weeks ago he was told, you know, hey, you should play the harp for me because you're, you can battle and you can protect me even if, you know, in the middle of stuff. Come on. You guys, you guys reading your Bible? Are you enjoying that Bible reading plan? It's been so good. We're two weeks, is it two weeks, three weeks in? I don't even know. Something crazy. Two weeks in. Two weeks in. If you haven't started, get started. That link is still on there. Just go on and, and click on it and start. Do it at your own pace. You can read everybody's notes now. You get to cheat, right? It's awesome. You get to read what everybody else got out of it. You can say something really amazing on there. Just type it in there. You just change the words a little bit. This is how I got through school. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding, you guys. I love, it's the best thing is I get to teach the Bible. It's already written for me. They already got the notes right here. It's awesome. 
Here's the third final point this morning. I will honor through ordinary to praise through purpose. I will honor through ordinary to praise through purpose. You see, a lot of us, if we don't get through the ordinary, if we don't honor through the ordinary, we'll never get to give God glory through the purpose he's called in our life. We'll be too busy complaining about having to go do chores. We'll be too busy trying to defend ourselves. Come on, don't look at your spouse right now, but have you ever had to defend yourself? Are you with me? Don't look at them. Don't do it. Don't look at your spouse right now. It's not their fault, right? They, it is their fault. It's fine. You know. But in the middle of all that stuff, right, it's going, how do we honor in the ordinary? Fathers, Father's Day. The day we get to celebrate ourselves is the day we get to drink root beer and eat, eat bacon maple donuts in church. Come on, somebody. And there's no calories. I checked. Come on. Amen. But here's the thing, men, women, kids, everybody. Because this, this message applies to all of us. If we can be extraordinary at ordinary things, we'll be able to see the glory that God has for us. Otherwise, we spend our time walking around take another 40-year lap around the desert wondering why you haven't learned the lesson you're supposed to learn yet. Oh, you're still busy complaining about what dad's asking you to do. You're still trying to defend yourself to your brother and prove that you know what you're doing and how you're going to do it and all those things. You know what? Can I tell you, you have nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. I love that song that we sang, I think it was last week. I, I don't have to prove a thing. God already approves of me. He saw it worthy to put his son on a cross so that you could be saved, so that I could be saved, so that we could be free. Are you with me? He already approved of everything. Are you with me? You got nothing to prove. I will honor through ordinary to praise through purpose. The Hebrew word for distraction is parasmos. 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 If we don't get through parasmos, come on. If we don't get through the distraction, we'll never get to purpose. If you don't get through parasmos, you'll never get to purpose. Are you with me? How many of us are living right there right now? It's like, you're like, I was really excited about this message when you're talking about David and Goliath, but now you're talking about me and my ordinary life and being faithful in my ordinary things. Come on, when do we get to cut off the head of the giant? Is anybody with me? Come on. It's like, you just, but this is the juicy part right here. The battle never happens without this. Do you realize? The battle never happens without this. If we can't get through distractions, we'll never meet destiny. If we can't get through distractions, we'll never meet destiny. How many of us never get past Eliab to get to Goliath? I forgive you for not understanding why I'm passionate about where I'm going. I forgive you, and I'm not even going to acknowledge the fact that you're wrong. I love you. I love you enough to go fight for you. Are you with me? How many are right here thinking about our city, thinking about the person next door? I love you enough to go fight for you. How, how many of us are thinking about that family member that's always talking smack? Come on, somebody. And you're just going like, I love you enough to go and fight for you. Come on. It's, it, I, I loved the message last week from, from, from Pastor Rudy. Did anybody enjoy that? So good, so good. But we've got to fight through some things. There's, what, what are we fighting for? Are you with me, right? What are we fighting for? Here it is, you guys. Say finally. Finally. <laughs> we 
we're just going to just jump, jump right into this one. Are you ready? Verse 50. Here it is. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. For he had no sword. Verse 51. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. It's not as fun when you don't like read up all the things to get to that point. But do you understand that there's no verse 50 unless you have a verse 30? There's no verse 50 until you get to verse 30. Walk with some others and ask them. Get, getting over his brother. There's, there's no verse 50. Come on. There's no verse 50 without verse 24. There's no verse 50. Come on, without verse 12. There's no verse 50. There's no battle. There's no triumph without first walking the right way to get there. Are you with me? Oh, is anybody encouraged this morning? Come on, lift a shout to Jesus this morning. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for fighting for us. Thank you for fighting for us. The person next to you has sinned. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. This, is, this, is, this one's going to be a real shocker. Are you ready? These guys right here that play these instruments and sing have sinned. Some of you think it's a sin for me to wear a hat in the building. It's okay. It's all good. I know, I know on my, my family over on the East Coast, they think it's a sin to wear jeans in church. Come on, somebody. Don't be wearing jeans in church. Can't do that. That's not honoring God. Come on. Listen, everybody here, we are broken people. We are not perfect, and we don't have what it takes. This person standing, this, this is like the stage that they built for the biggest and worst sinner in the, in the room. So that's why I stand up here the most amount of time. Yeah. And Chelsea. We're not going to talk about Jen right now, but no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Some of my favorite people. There's no victory. There's no victory without that fight of doing the mundane things well. What happens before the battle is what determines what the battle ends up being. The battle could have just been he argued with his brother. The battle could have just been he whined to his dad. You know who wouldn't be in the Bible if that's what he did? We wouldn't be talking about it in Sunday school. Come on, we wouldn't be talking about David and Goliath. We'd be talking about David and Eliab. Don't, don't whine about what your brother does. And that's what we'd be teaching. Instead of how to see the battle and the victory and what God can do. To see the bigger things of what God can do. We get so distracted by little things. Come on, I know I get distracted about what happens on social media. Is anybody with me? I get distracted. <laughs> Anybody, when you're reading your Bible app stuff, doing that together, isn't it great that you get, like, notifications from everyone else that did it already that week, that day? Because I tell you, I, I've opened my phone so that I could go and do my reading for the day, and I don't know how I ended up on Instagram for the next half hour. I don't know how. I'm, like, looking through pictures of, of Camp Pondo. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's, I forgot to do my reading. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to do my reading. Are you with me? The distractions are right there. The distractions are right there in your family, in your life. The distractions that, that, that you're battling right now don't even deserve your time. Because God's got a Goliath for you to, to conquer. God's got a Goliath for you to conquer. And 
conquering through this thing right now, this little thing. It's just it's a shift. Brother, Eliab, I love you, man, but did you hear about Goliath? Like, this guy's taunting the armies of the Almighty God. We can't do that. Come on. There's some things happening in your family right now that shouldn't be happening. Amen? God's got greater things for your family member right now. We, we, we spend too much time trying to explain to them why they're wrong instead of going and fighting the real battle, which is praying for them and making sure that those principalities and powers are not overtaking them. Amen? Are you with me? Come on. got another hour and a half of this. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. You're going to have to stay on that first and second row there. I want you to slay your Goliath. God wants you to slay your Goliath. God wants me to slay my Goliath. You know what? I was told that you couldn't build a church in French Valley. I was told that. I was told, don't even try. That's hard ground out there. Good, good friends told me because they'd already been doing it for years and told me that you can't, you can't build a church out there. I don't believe that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that we're gonna have that we're gonna have to push this soundboard back all the way to the wall so we can fit all the chairs we can in here? Do you believe that? Do you believe that one day we're gonna we're gonna take some of that territory that's right out there, all that open land? And we're going to say, these 40 acres belong to Living Stones Church, belong to Jesus. Marriages will be changed and transformed by God's church. Not because of Justin, not because of Chelsea, not because of Jen, not because we have the best worship team in the world. Come on. Not because, because God wants to do something big. And we have to battle the little things right now and do it well. Do it super well with great attitudes. God wants to take something and do it so huge. Was anybody excited to find out that this tiny church gave 20 grand away? Do you know that that's just the tip of the iceberg of what God wants to do? It's baby step of what God wants to do. There will be times when we're giving away millions of dollars watching God do crazy, ridiculous things. Just paying off somebody's house just because. Are you ready? Like, I'm not talking about prosperity doctrine. I'm talking about the power of God, what God can do when people understand his power. What if we were a bunch of 15-year-old boys that believed God at his word? What if? What if we believed that this would be the fastest-growing church in French Valley? What if we believed that? What if we believed that your family member who's never wanted to go to church would come here and get impacted by God? Come on. Is that anybody? I look at you and I know your story. I, I, can I pick on you for a minute? I'm so proud of this church. So proud of this guy. I remember when he came into the church the first day. And I, I wouldn't say that it was the best day of your life, was it? No, no. He looked like a lot of people. We're all messed up people. We come to church not because we're perfect. How many people don't come to church because they think they can't until they're perfect? We come to church the way we are, and we watch God transform us from the inside out. The day he came in here, I wouldn't imagine that he was leading a song on a Sunday morning. Are you with me? 
This is a man among men. This is a man who stands for his sons, who walks, walks out God's purpose. If you're not following him yet on YouTube, you've got to get on his YouTube channel, Daddy Dojo, look it up. That thing's awesome, so hilarious, I love it. I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you. He's slaying his Goliath. It's time to slay our Goliath. Goliath doesn't get our time anymore. No more time with Goliath, no more arguing with dad. Are you with me? Come on youth, are you with me? No more arguing with dad. Come on, no more arguing with mom, no more arguing with dad. We're going to live the purpose of what God wants to do. Did you know, youth, did you know that if you pray for someone and believe that God can heal them right there in that moment, did you know that? You want to freak people out? Watch God do crazy stuff through you. Crazy stuff. There'll be adults coming up to you and asking, how, are, how is that happening? Is it, is it a specific type of prayer? Did you have to, like, cast out demons first? And do They're going to ask all these questions. You're going to go, no. I just believed and I prayed and I said, God, I believe that you can heal this person and I want to see you do a miracle and I want to know that you are God. I want them to know how much they love you, love them. And I just believe right now, Jesus, that you can heal this person. Come on, our youth can light the fire that sets off French Valley. Are you with me? I pray we are the most lit up church. Not because we have facades, not because we're faking it. Because people are really excited what God can do. To see him move. Are you with me? Anybody want that? It's got to get past talk, though. It's got to get past, Real shouts bring down walls. Come on. Real shouts bring down walls. There you go. There you go. You're getting it now. Real shouts bring down walls. That's right, that's right. You know what? I've heard so many times when I talk to somebody in this church, oh, dude, I was so excited today. I just wanted to get up and shout. Do it! Get up and shout! Get up and get excited about what God can do. You want to watch Him elevate your life? Get up out of your chair and get excited about what God can do. Oh, we got one. How many more people are excited in this place? What can God do through you? What can God do through you? Oh, we're getting over a liab right now. What can God do through you? Oh, I'm shouting not because I want the person next to me to shout. I'm shouting for you. I'm shouting for your victory. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. We're breaking down walls in this place right now. Come on, church. We're breaking down walls in this place. The more, the more pastors I talk to, you know what most pastors are excited about right now? That they're running at 70% of what they were before COVID. That's been pretty much what I've heard all the time. What, what's going good? Oh, we're almost 70% of where we were before COVID. I've heard that same thing over and over. You know how embarrassed I am sometimes to tell them what God has done? in the last year in a church in a stinking parking lot the thousands upon thousands of dollars that we've given away to help people to make a difference that we don't just talk about faith we live out our faith are you with me come on i'm so excited about this church because it carries the heart of jesus it carries the heart of jesus and that's only done through you through you getting over a life through you honoring jesse through you 
saying, God, I'm here. I believe you at your word. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against the armies of the Lord? I believe that God can do greater things right here in French Valley. I'll tell you, I wish I could draw a picture for you to show you everything that God has shown me of what he wants to do here. It would freak you out. But I'm so excited because he's going to do it through you. You're the leader that God wants to use to take this to the next place. You're the leader. You're the leader. You're the one that he wants standing at the front door saying, hi, welcome to church. I'm so excited you're here. You're the one that's going to be standing in the parking lot going, you just set foot on the greatest campus you've ever set foot on in your entire life, right? And come on, are you, oh, you want to be a part of our youth group, Living Stones Youth? Oh my gosh, you are going to get so lit. Have you ever seen a miracle before? You will now. <laughs> Where's the expectation? Do we have a bunch of Davids in this place? We've got to get before the battle, and then we get to see Goliath fall. Amen? I can't wait to tell people this is the greatest place to build a church. They're, you know how many people are going to tell us? They're going to be like, oh, it was so easy for you. You guys built it in French Valley. That, the Lord moved there. Yeah. Miracles happened in that place. Yeah. That, that it was so easy for you to build a church. Yeah. Easy. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But they won't know that, hey, no, I just I went and took care of what dad told me to take care of. You know, when, when people started speaking against the church, speaking against what God wants to do, I just said, you know what, thank you, I love you. I'm, we're going to go build the church. We're going to go build and see what God wants to do. We're going to go touch more lives. Are you with me, amen? Oh, I'll lift up a shout in this place. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching online, I'm so glad that you're a part of this church. I'm so glad you're a part of this church. I, I know I saw some people from Oklahoma on there this morning, some people from Washington on there this morning people from Texas on there this morning, and I'm sure there's some that I missed, probably from Mexico or Estonia. We love all of you. You are a part of Livingstone's church, and you can be the difference maker in your city, wherever you're at. Bring people to your house and do church at your house on Sunday morning. Watch what God will do to bless your home. Watch what he'll do. You be the minister in that place. Turn on the TV, show what God is doing right here at Livingstone's church, but Livingstone's church in your house. Amen? Amen. If you're here this morning in person or online and you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, David would never be the story he was without God in his life. He'd never be that. The anointing of the Lord, the touch of God on his life. And if you haven't experienced that yet, if you haven't had that personal relationship with Jesus, where you know that he's your Lord and Savior, that, that he loves you no matter how messed up you are, that's you this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you this opportunity, an opportunity to meet the best friend you'll ever have, an opportunity to have unconditional love, who already paid the price for you, even if you said no, no thanks, he already paid for it, if that's you this morning, you're like, I do want to have a relationship with that Jesus, I don't need a relationship with religion, I want a relationship with Jesus that's you this morning, can you raise your hand real high for me? I'm just going to pray for you. Everybody else's eyes are closed. This is between you and Jesus. That's for you, sweetheart. That's awesome. So proud of you. Is that anybody else in this place? God's going to move in your life right here, right now. Things are going to shift. Things are shifting right now. There's a 
calling on your life, young one. God's got power for you, girl. <laughs> You're going to be preaching God's word. Are you ready? Yeah, put that, keep, keep that smile on your face. God's going to do amazing things through you. Amazing things through you. A whole generation's going to be saved because of you. For you that's watching online, you're going, that's me, that's me, that's me. I know I can't see your hand, but God sees you. God sees you. If you're watching on our interactive site, you can push the button that says raise your hand. We'll know that that one's you. But if you're on YouTube or Facebook or wherever else you're watching, if that's you, it's between you and God. And you want to pray something like this, okay? It's not the words you say, but it's the heart in which you say it. Saying, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I ask you to change me from the inside out. Make me brand new. God, I want to have a relationship with you. I don't need a church to go to just so I can say I went to church. I want a relationship with God who talks to me every day of the week. He speaks to me and shows me things. He shows me my value. Reminds me that, that I've got to get over Eliab so I can go and fight Goliath. That reminds me that there's purpose in listening to Jesse. That reminds me that I'm, I'm worth it. That I'm valuable even when the world around me tells me I'm not. God, I want a relationship with you. So Lord, I give my life to you today. I submit my heart, I submit my spirit to you. And make me brand new. In the name of Jesus we pray. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout this morning. Oh. Well, hello, beautiful. I wanted to see what you were going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to cut you off. That's fine. You know, I'm going to have some root beer. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to give some direction because um, I know some of these things are a little bit new for um, most of us, right? So um, kids check out is going to be this back door right here. Um, so they're going to be there and you can claim your kids um, there. And if you would like prayer or ministry time, that's going to be under the yellow uh, canopy easy up right there. And um, if you are a father or if you came with a father or if you know a father, um, we have some fun things for you, um, bouncy houses and stuff, that, like obstacle courses and activities and stuff like that that you can participate in on your way out. Um, but before you leave, we have snacks and donuts and all of those things. So make sure you take a goodie bag home with you. And we love you. Happy Father's Day. Dads, Pastor Abel said that he can beat any of you at that obstacle course. So just want to put that out there. Yeah, it's all about the beard. Yeah, yeah. He said that if you beat him, he'll shave it. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Next time he has the mic, he's going to mess with my beard. So I got to be careful. I got to be careful. No, we love you all. Have an incredible week. Was this fun doing church inside? Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. If you need a miracle, go see those ladies over, over at the prayer tent, and they will see to it that God does something amazing in your life. Amen? Amen. We love you. Have a great week.